Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does your morning sound like? Goodbye, baby. She's finally asleep. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. Can I get a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? Mmm. Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Mix and match two of your favorites for just $4. The Sausage McMuffin with Egg and the Sausage Egg and Cheese McGriddles. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This is the final 2017 NFL Draft Podcast for the Draft Dudes. I am Kyle Krabs, joined by fellow Draft Dude Joe Marino, the 2017 Mock Draft Champion over at Huddle Report. Everybody, pour one out for Joe. This is the last time that will be relevant, unfortunately (laughs) for Joe. Uh, There's no reason to bring it up. You know, we are past 2017. We're on, as Bill Belichick would say, we're on to 2018. So, uh, Joe, uh, I want you to drink it in, man. This is the last yeah. time you really get to, to say I'm this year's mock draft champion because uh, this is it. This is it for 2017, man. Oh, uh, you know, it's it's one of those evergreen things, Kyle. You know, nobody can take it away from me, just like a championship, a Super Bowl, any of those types of things. I mean, uh, it's it's no longer at the forefront of our minds, Kyle, but this will forever be part of my label. Well, the joke's actually on you. Because uh, next to your name, uh, it says NDT Scouting. And uh, me as the father of NDT Scouting, uh, a little bit of me is always going to be carried with you 
as the 2017 Huddle Report champion. So um, thank you. Thank you for yeah. making me look good. I can only manage to finish 15th. Yeah, you know, next year's another year for you, Kyle. You know, you oh, can. Oh boy, here we go. You should, no, <laughs> you know, no, for real. So, so after it's nice because I, I did, I came up with the championship here the last two years on our bowl pick'em. I, I carried the pack, but you, Kyle, you finished best on the staff for our prop bet contest for 2017. This and is so, true. This is very so, true. I finished tied for third. Yeah. Uh, only two gentlemen finished ahead of me by one point. They got 10 out of a maximum of 13 points. I finished with nine. Um, we we had Cliff Long from Tennessee as our champion. We've set him up with his lifetime membership to NDT Scouting Premium. So uh, he's living the dream, and his Odell Beckham <laughs> signed jersey is on its way. So good good for Cliff. Congratulations to him. But, yeah, it's it's nice to finally get some recognition within the staff. You know, and, yeah. and just do my part and, and really be a positive contributor. <laughs> nah, no, for sure. So this is it, man. This is we've been talking about players. Oh God, since last June. Um, so fittingly, this is it. A, a year worth of talking about these 2017 players will be concluded with this podcast. So let's Pour do one it. out, baby. Let's do it. Let's. Uh, I guess we got to start with the 49ers, huh? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start with the good. Uh, the 49ers got tremendous talents in the first round. Solomon Thomas and Ruben Foster uh, adding on top of a lot of what they've already invested in the defensive side of the football the last couple of years. Uh, really like this pairing. I, I like Thomas. Uh, Foster was my eighth-rated player. Thomas was actually in the 30s on my draft board. So if you flip those guys, I thought they got appropriate value in the first round with those two picks combined. I was a little lower on Thomas than the general consensus. Um, but I still really like Solomon. I, I love Reuben Foster. Obviously, the, the health in the shoulder is a big question with him. Uh, it's kind of came up out of nowhere and blew up, and you saw it contribute as well, some of the off-the-field stuff to uh, Foster sliding down into the 30s. But uh, like San Francisco being aggressive to go up and get him, uh, it seemed like he might have been a candidate to go to New Orleans at 32. Uh, San Francisco made sure that did not happen. And, and Joe, I really like their first-round crop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a super good combination for me. Reuben Foster, my number two player in the class. Solomon Thomas, my number six player in the class. Uh, so when you can get those at 3 and 31, I mean, that's that's a, a nice haul for starting to improve this defense. One thing I love about Solomon Thomas is is his projection to playing that Leo role. I know that was something uh, when you looked at Thomas going into the, the draft season was, you know, what's the right fit? Where, where, where is he going to play best? Because his college production really came – uh, attacking interior gaps, beating blocks, getting into the backfield. Well, now when you talk about a Leo end, you know that's what that's about. That's about getting into the backfield, chasing down backside runs, uh, rushing the passer, and, and and you know really really kind of kind of a loose position where it requires that athleticism, but uh, really complements the traits that Solomon Thomas has. So I think this was a, a nice marriage. Um, their their defensive coordinator uh, came from you know that Gus Bradley tree so it, this this is going to work well and then Reuben Foster I mean you know if, as long as the shoulders or whatever injuries he has are, are fine and he might not play this year but you're the San Francisco 49ers you're going into the season with Brian Hoyer as your starting quarterback the expectations can can be low that's fine I think 49ers kind of need to get through the season 
and uh, you know, really, they're they're not they're not built to win now. Everybody knows that, and so you know, if if Reuben Foster comes back in 2018 and is Reuben Foster that we saw in Alabama in 2016, you know, they've got the face of their defense for years to come. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now the bad news, Joe. <laughs> uh, the rest of this draft class, um, not a lot that I like at all. Actually, we're sitting here looking it over. Um, Kella Witherspoon, 66. C.J. Beathard, 104. Uh, I'll repeat, C.J. Beathard, 104 overall. Joe Williams, 121. George Kittle, 146. Trent Taylor, 177. D.J. Jones, 198. Uh, Colbert, uh, the the Utah defensive end at 202. Joe, we didn't didn't, uh, cover him. Um, None of the rest of these players were inside of my top 200 players on a 300-player draft board. Um, now, granted, you and I are vastly at odds yes. about Akella Witherspoon. Yes. Uh, so, so you feel really good about that, and it make I I get the traits that they're looking for because I know they have Rashard Robinson there uh, from LSU, and they, they like long and wiry. Uh, but <laughs> Witherspoon can't tackle, and he doesn't play physical, and that scares me a lot. Uh, Joe Williams retired from football during his senior year and got talked back into coming onto the team, had a tremendous year on an offensive line that had some ass kickers on it, and then got drafted 121 when he wasn't even on the Niners draft board. That that story, to me, is crazy. Uh, trading up for C.J. Beathard in, in the third round. Uh Jeez, uh, I like George Kittle. Uh, he's a low upside player for me. I think he's really solid tight end number two. Uh, Trent Taylor's a fun player, uh, but he's also fairly limited as far as his size. I think you're looking at a depth role player, wide receiver, and a, a special teams kind of guy. Um, and then DJ Jones was a player I... I thought was not amongst the draftable interior defensive linemen in this group. So a um, lot of players that I just come away from with a really bad taste in my mouth outside of this first round, Joe. Well, let me give this a positive spin for, for the 49ers fans listening that have been waiting three weeks for us to talk about their draft. Right, now you're going to make me feel bad, man. Come on. Kyle Krabs doesn't feel bad about anything. Let's be honest. No, come it's on. true. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Let's call, call it what it is. No regrets. So, <laughs> Akella Weatherspoon, the bright side is, yeah, the dude can't play the run. There's no question. But he's got length. He's got patient feet. And he has uh, what I feel a a nice feel in coverage when attacking the football and and competing at the catch point. I think he's a starter. Um, Joe Williams has physical ability. um, But, you know, there are some concerns about what Kyle said with quitting football and those types of things. George Kittle, fun player. That dude can block. Uh, He's a, a high urgent player and he has some athleticism um, looking forward to seeing how he can be used in this offense and and we saw what uh, what Shanahan was able to do with Austin Hooper maybe there's some potential to fill, fill that type of role DJ Jones is a guy who I think is a country strong defensive tackle who will be a plug against the run now San Francisco's 49ers uh, run defense was terrible last year now part of that is because teams were beating them and they needed to run the ball to finish the game but they couldn't stop it 
and uh, DJ Jones is a player that's going to go a long way into helping those problems. So if there's your positive spin outside of the first round for the 49ers, there you go. You've got a few pieces that I think you can work with. CJ Beathard, I will never understand. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting because you very conveniently just yeah. glossed over Beathard with your positive spin. Yeah, no, that one, I got nothing for you. I mean, just egregious that he would be a trade-up target into day two yeah. for C.J. Well, Beathard. So you know, that, you better knock it off because we've already had our invitations to Iowa City revoked for our lifetimes for our yeah. live reaction on the draft stream. Well, at least you've been there pick. before. I'm never going to have yeah, that. Yeah, I checked that off the bucket list, and uh, I, gave, I gave Iowa a win against Michigan. you think that would be good for a return invite, but uh, pretty much every single YouTube comment on that clip, it uh, aside <laughs> of calling us the worst imaginable names that you could come up with, uh, yeah. was, was telling us how we're idiots and we've never watched Beathard. So um, fun times, fun times. But you know who did have a fun time on draft weekend? The Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Uh, they, oh my goodness, this draft class. Uh, Hassan Reddick, Buda Baker, Chad Williams, Dorian Johnson, Will Holden from Vanderbilt, TJ Logan, uh, Rudy Ford, the safety from Auburn. A uh, lot of positive values in this draft class. Uh, Hassan Reddick went 13th, was my 15th rated player. Buda Baker went 36th, he was my 6th rated player. Uh, Joey did not cover Chad Williams, but we did see him, and I did have the chance to speak with Chad at the. Uh, 2017 senior bowl. I thought he got better as the week went on. Uh, fits the Arizona profile, straight line speed kind of guy. Uh, Dorian Johnson, 21st rated player, had a health issue come up in medical recheck, slid to 115. Will Holden was the only negative value on my draft board for the Cardinals' entire class. Uh, TJ Logan, running back, electric kind of third down receiving back. Uh, really nice, smooth skills. And then Rudy Ford, I think, has the ability to be a nice special teams piece. He's physically tackles pretty well. He's a nice big body. Uh, Joe, man, this, this top to bottom, this is one of the best draft classes in, in the league, in, in my like scoring against my draft board. Yeah, I like what they were able to do. Look at look at these first two picks to improve the defense. Hassan Reddick, now we find out that Keone uh, Buchanan, as an injury that's going to yeah. sideline him for a bit. So maybe there was some foresight there. And, you know, we've, we've talked about Hassan Reddick a ton on this podcast. Obviously we're, we're both very high on him. He's a top 20 player on both of our boards and looking forward to seeing him fit and run around. Hopefully they'll get some chances to, to rush the passer a little bit, maybe in that system, but the, the ground that he can cover the physical presence that he will be, his processing skills are outstanding. I'm excited about watching him in that defense. And then Buda Baker, who uh, I know that you've, You've compared him more to Omarcus Joyner, but the buzz, the buzz comparison's always been Tyron Matho, and so now you you put him on the same defense as, as the Honey Badger, and uh, will be interesting to see how those player in, players intermingle. But what I love about the potential of having those two players is how you can disguise your coverages. I mean, that's going to open up so much versatility with what they're going to be able to do uh, and how they're going to be able to match up in, in man or zone, and both those guys are willing to attack downhill and contribute against a run in the quick game. So I, I think those are going to be a, a fun, fun pairing. Dorian Johnson's a guard that, you know, you, you and I have been both been high on throughout the process. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a plug and play guy. That's going to start. Obviously you mentioned the medicals that pushed him down the board. Uh, and uh, obviously we hope everything's 
a-okay with that but you know i think you're going to get a really high quality starter here uh in johnson and they were able to get him at pick 115 t will holden uh offer some versatility Uh, i like you know what they were able to do with those two additions to this offensive line that was one of the primary issues with the cardinals last year they couldn't protect carson palmer so a couple pieces here in the middle uh in in a relatively weak offensive line class that i think can give them a chance to provide depth and a starter tj logan man i love him He's 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 a pocket rocket, lightning in a bottle. You know, he's not the best vision. You're not going to give him the football and ask him to do one cut stuff. But you get this guy some space. He's electric. He can catch a football. And, um, you know, I really like what he can offer as a a part of that rotation. So and yeah, Rudy Ford really fits that description as a special teamer. So top to bottom, it makes sense. There's good value across the board. This is a great class, man. Yeah, this is a really, really good. This was one of seven draft classes to finish with an average positive net on every single pick. Uh, Cardinals finished sixth in the league, picking against my personal draft board. So this is one of my favorites. And uh, it it shouldn't go without saying, Joe, that uh, I think you and I were talking in either October or November, and we were talking about North Carolina running backs. (laughs) And uh, we said, yeah, TJ Logan's the best runner on this roster. And, uh, TJ Logan was drafted as the highest runner off the North Carolina roster. So um feels good to get the takes right early, you know? It's <laughs> it's uh th- those are the things that we're trying to hang our hats on here is uh we've got receipts. You know, I just got an email notification that one of our locked on podcasts just went over uh two thousand listens on it. So you guys are are going back and listening and You've got the receipts. You know You know where to look. And the draft dudes have obviously been here since uh, the beginning of February. So we've got about three months of draft dudes on, under our belt as well. Uh, for better and for worse. I'm sure we have some, <laughs> some bad takes, Joe. But uh, guys listening at home, don't expect us to bring those up. You're going to have to go find those on your own. Yep. Uh, L.A. Rams. Joe, you want to do the honors? Yeah, let's uh, look at this. This is one of those teams that didn't have a first-round pick. Uh, and then when I look at this class – it leaves a lot to be desired despite a few bright spots. And let's look at their first pick right at 44, Gerald Everett. This was, in my opinion, uh, them, them, Sean McVay saying, I need my Jordan Reed for this offense. And uh, I don't think they got great value in Gerald Everett. And I like Gerald Everett, so I don't want to sit here and say, like, I, I don't see right. what he can become. I think he could be a really nice move tight end. I had him 124 on my board. You had him 111. 44 is just too soon. Uh, they could have got a, a player that could have impacted this roster with with better upside at a position, a different position. I thought they was really like, hey, we got to get this type of player. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, their wide receiver they got from Eastern Washington. He can he can be that slot guy, uh, create that quick separation, isolate him against linebackers, and just you know have him have him identify leverage and and Jared Goff has an as an easy target to dump the football to. Uh, not a whole lot of upset. I don't think he's a high ceiling player, but I think he'll be solid. Uh, John Johnson. This is a pick that, you know, he's just an ordinary average safety. They took him in the top hundred. There's other safeties I would have liked. Uh, for them and then Josh Reynolds so uh, Josh Reynolds was a player that both you and I like a ton he was 44th on my board 48th on yours uh, and they got him at 117 so this was the, the what I think might have been the, the best pick that they made to improve their weapons around Jared Goff so um, I really like how he complements the current wide receiver groups because they had Tavon Austin who they can get involved with quick screens and let him create they've got 
got Robert Woods, who's a tremendous route runner uh, who can work the intermediate portions of the field. And then you have a uh, the uh, Eastern Washington kid, Cup, who you know can be that that polished route runner to work the short parts of the field. And Josh Reynolds is a deep threat, the guy that can stretch the field vertically, a catch point guy. So I, I like the complementary skill sets with this group. And, and Josh Reynolds is a player that I think will uh, turn some heads given that he was picked picked at 117 um I, I think he got he has a nice future uh samson ebucom out of eastern washington they double dipped on eastern washington how about that uh we didn't do him so i don't have a lot of familiarity with him at all but tanzel smart out of tulane is a player who i think offers some upside later part of the draft uh he's a he's a big time motor guy and and so you know he can give you part of that defensive line rotation sam rogers he's fun right <laughs> he he can yeah, be that gotta, uh, gotta love a, a high grit <laughs> score fullback man. yeah yeah through the roof grit score um and uh you know sean McVay is a brilliant offensive mind so i think he can find a place for him to help this team and then and then Juan Price, your guy, Kyle Krabs. Yeah, I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna elaborate on him, but Dude. he'll he'll be a nice player in, in Wade Phillips' defense out there. Dude, Juan, uh, Juan is one of my favorite. He's the best value in the division. Uh, I had him rated 82nd. Juan Price. Um, now this this is me really getting excited about a player uh, in a draft class that Joe. I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of blasé, top to bottom. Obviously, Josh Reynolds uh, was one of our guys, draft dudes, alumni. Uh, but Juan Price, he's got short area quickness, he's got tilt, he's got leverage, he knows how to use it. Uh, he's just not an every-down player, and that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with him being a pass-rush specialist and a guy uh, that you're going to ask to slant and slash through uh, protection schemes. Uh, he plays low to the ground, he's got baseline levels of strength and uh build to his body. He's just not long-bodied. He didn't test as well as we anticipated that he would. But watch him get off the snap and tell me he's not, he's not a quick player. Uh, that's somebody that I would really put a star on. He might get dinged. He might get cut because he doesn't have length and, and every down ability. But I really think Juan Price has a potential to be a solid contributor in the NFL. And I would love to see it be with the Rams, uh, with a roster that has some defensive ends uh, that that are highly productive and, and him being a rotational piece there. Uh, but, yeah, just to kind of echo your sentiments, Gerald Everett, um, he could end up being very good. And I think he could be very productive in the long run. And um, this this seems like another forced fit of a safety blanket with a young quarterback. The Bears did it with Shaheen and Trubisky and now – Everett being the 44th pick to the L.A. Rams. and uh, I would not be surprised to see him be very good. And when it's all said and done, um, I think there's some opportunity cost that's lost with Everett being selected here. But at the same time, uh, I wouldn't, would hardly be surprised to see him going to be one of the featured pieces of this passing game. So, you know, you had alluded to uh, – Coach McVeigh getting his new version of Jordan Reed and Gerald Everett, and uh, I could see that role for him. I certainly could. I don't know if he'll ever necessarily reach the ceiling of Jordan Reed, um, but I dislike the value. But I can't hate if you need a piece to make your offense work, and you have a guy. Okay, no, I would have liked to see him maybe trade back a little bit, but uh, 
appreciated again that they invested three of their first four picks in skilled players on offense. Just uh, thought they left something on the table. You know, I had Cooper Cup 84th. He went 69th overall. Uh, Joe, as you said, slot guy. Uh, Josh Reynolds as a, as a boundary receiver, somebody that brings an element that nobody else on the roster has. Uh, so I like the pieces. I don't like the value of some of the pieces and, and where they prioritized and landed them. Uh, but I did think they got a couple good players. I think Tanzel Smart uh, was appropriate value. Josh Reynolds, in my opinion, was a steal. Cooper Cup was appropriate value. Would have liked to see Gerald ever come off the board a little bit later and then Juan Price. So uh, there's players I like, values I don't. Uh, I'm okay with this class. I'm not in love with it. I don't strongly hate it. Uh, just kind of blase somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. That'll be one to look back and think. They probably got some guys that really helped their team, but to your point, you know, maybe there was some missed opportunity as well in this class. Seahawks, man. Seahawks are the Seahawks, right? Dude, they, they beat to their own drum every year. It's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> It's uh, you, you can't always predict it going in, but if you stack all the draft classes up and say, you know, you say you didn't watch the draft, you didn't know anything, and said which one was the Seahawks draft, I think you'd pick this one out, wouldn't you say? Yeah, this this fits a lot of boxes for Seattle's quote unquote archetype for players, yeah. right? Uh, Malik McDowell going thirty fifth overall. Uh, they double dipped on defensive linemen. They added uh, Nazir Jones at one hundred two, who. You know, I like the value of Nas Jones at 102 more than I like McLink McDowell at 35. Uh, McDowell's got huge upside, but he's also got uh, some, some motor issues and consistency issues. Uh, Nasir Jones, Joe, was somebody that I, I was higher on than you were. I think it's – I believe it was notably higher than. I had him yes. 94th. 182. Uh, 182, me. yeah. So that was, that was a plus value for me. Uh, they double-dipped on defensive backs. They actually took two, three safeties. Uh, Delano Hill, Mike Tyson from Cincinnati, and Tedrick Thompson from Colorado. Um, th- they got two wide receivers, David Moore from East Central Oklahoma, and Amaro Darbo, who was a player that I was pretty high on. Uh, they got a physical between the tackles, runner, runner and Chris Carson. Um, and, and then they landed Ethan Pokic out of LSU with the 58th pick. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, this is Seattle's brand to a T as far as what they draft for and even looking at the specifics of the players, what they prioritize in players. They got big, long-armed, powerful bodies along the defensive line. It's something they've always gone towards. They've got big physical defensive backs in Shaq Griffin from UCF and uh, Delano Hill. Delano Hill, yeah, sorry. Just drawing a blank there. Delano Hill's a big, big body. And he was a player I was pretty underwhelmed with, but uh, if you would have told me any team was going to take Delano Till in, in the top 100, uh, yeah, I would have guessed it would have been Seattle. And then Amara Darbo <laughs> uh, playing on the boundary as a long body. I think he can really push Jermaine Curse for playing time. And uh, Darbo's got to work out his hands a little bit, but uh, Russell Wilson will be uh, 10 times more accurate than anybody Amara Darbo has played with at Michigan. So there is some potential under the surface there as far as a ceiling. Uh, I actually thought they had a better, like traditionally they've been a team because they're so extreme in what they look for in players. Uh, They have not scored particularly well against my personal draft board uh, over the past couple of years. They were uh, 
more respectable this year. They were kind of in a big group in the middle. Uh, they were still in the bottom half versus my personal draft board, but I like the value of Ethan Pokic. It was a it was a positive value pick. Nazir Jones, positive value pick. Amara Darbo, uh, positive pick. I thought Justin Senior as a late round addition in the at two ten was appropriate value. I didn't hate the value of Malik McDowell. Um, I I thought they had a nice draft while still staying true to the specifics that they really prioritize in their players. Yeah, so Malik McDowell was actually the only uh, player in this class that was a positive deviation for me. Everyone else was a reach. Um, Really? Yeah, yeah. Man, we are at odds here. Yeah, so Malik McDowell makes sense. He's a high upside player, long. uh, You know, obviously his ceiling's through the roof, but, you know, they need they need to figure out what makes him tick and get him to buy in, which will be key because he's got all the physical ability you look for. Pochick was close. He was only a, a four-point reach, so he was the 58th pick, my 62nd player. Uh, love the versatility. He can play probably all five positions, probably best at center. Technician uh, really does well to re-anchor and, and reset his hands and re-leverage his hips, so I think he's going to be a, a pretty immediate impact player. Well, it but sounds, then from, like, sounds like they're thinking he's right guard, by the way, from from the responses that I've gotten in you know, some of the interviews. Uh, so now you've got Jermaine Effetti probably at right tackle. and, and That's Ethan where he Pokic. should be. Yeah, yeah, and Ethan Pokic at right guard. Some length. That's some good length yeah. there on the right side of that line. Yeah. Um, and then everything else was at least a 30-point reach for me. So um, interesting class. Tedrick Thompson's a player I like at the ball skills. He gets his hands on football, but he's, you know, I don't know what's up with these Colorado DBs. They just can't tackle. <laughs> at least this group. This group can't do it. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he will get his hand on the football. I think he's got some coverage instincts as well. So interesting class. Um, Seattle-esque. And um, I guess my favorite thing they did was to get to get Ethan Pochick because it's nice to see some investment in that offensive line, right. and, and, and they need it. So it's it's it, it's cringing at times watching Russell Wilson drop back to pass. Yeah, you're scared for him, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Oh, just <laughs> tuck and move, man. <laughs> move that pocket. Um, but there you have it. Yeah, man. That's it. This is we great. Did it. We made it. And we've, got, we've already got it planned out for, for Friday. Yeah, we we're, got a plan in place. There, all, all I'm going to say is there's going to be a six-pack involved. Are we going to have to bring some uh, some brews, pop some tabs? We, we might have to. We uh, might have to. We I'm could in. have some fun with this. Yeah, let's we can sit have, down and uh, we'll pop some the, tabs. It's the Friday before Memorial Day, so a weekend. Or the That's Friday. only appropriate, yeah. Yeah, so it'll it'll be it'll be a, a great time. We are going to talk 2018, and there will be a six-pack involved. So make sure you... Come back and listen. Make sure that you don't miss it by subscribing. Whatever podcast resource you use, iTunes, Audioboom, Podbeams, Stitcher, whatever they have. Dude, I Make can't sure. even keep track of them all. <laughs> just hit subscribe. Yeah, That's just all we'll subscribe ask. to the pod, please. Yes, we have a lot going on. Keep track of us on social media. Kyle is at NDT Scouting. I am at the Joe Marino. NDT Scouting has its own Twitter handle, which is NDT Scouting. LLC. We are pumping out content like crazy. Kyle did a really cool piece uh, this week on Lamar Jackson and his deep passing. I put some work out on Deion Kane, the Clemson receiver. John Ledger's working through his uh, predictions for the most impactful rookies at each position. And we are in the process of setting our our summer work, uh, yeah, I guess, 
template or whatever we're going to do here. Watch we're going to do our watch list. That's yes, the word I'm looking list. for. It's uh, we've got our about a hundred guys that we are going to advance reports for right. over the summer. So we are finalizing all of that and have been working on it all this week. So we are we are about to start grinding tape and, and getting more getting more takes out there and start introducing you to this 2018 class. So between this podcast and, and what you're going to see on NETScouting.com, uh, you will be ready uh, for the draft next year. So we are going to e- officially. Turn the page, get into it for you on Friday. Until then, signing off for Kyle Krabs, I'm Joe Marino, and this is the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.